We are on the 15th BRICS Summit here in Senten. Sometimes it's always good to check on the atmosphere out there. And the atmosphere sometimes is uh, determined by our uh, storytellers, who happens to be the news people, media houses that are here. We've got like over a thousand of um, media uh, covering uh, this event here in Senten. And right now I am joined uh, by uh, Robert Nagila from CGT which is a Chinese media house. Currently, um, he's based in Kenya, in Nairobi, and he's here covering um, uh, the BRICS Summit. Hi, Robert. Welcome to Ubuntu Radio. Thank you very much. I know it's very intimidating to be on the other side of the desk. Absolutely. You are used to asking those difficult questions to people. Talk to me about a job of being a correspondent. Um, Well, um, I think for me, the best thing about being a correspondent is that um, no single day is the same. So you're always covering different stories, different issues, especially those that impact on people directly. Mm -hmm. And I think that for a correspondent, the best story that you could tell is one that not only has a beginning and an end, but also has an impact and that leads to some sort of change for the positive Mm -hmm. for that uh, 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 story or subject that you're telling. So um, I love my job. Uh, done it for, I think, 20 odd years or something like that. And wow. I wouldn't change it for the world. Mm-hmm. And oh, it, maybe talk to me about one of uh, the best stories or one story that impacted your life in your uh, over 20 years experience as a correspondent. Wow. Okay. Um, that's a bit of a difficult one because um, <laughs> I've covered quite a few um, stories from uh, conflict to social stories. I couldn't really put my finger on it. Um, I could tell you about some of the biggest stories that I've covered that have really had an impact on me. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those was uh, I was here during the funeral of the late, great Uh, Nelson Mandela Mm, Um, mm. that for me was really big and had a profound effect on me during that coverage Um, because especially as an African and knowing what this country went through um, you're going through so many emotions at that particular stage as during that coverage watching as the cottage goes through the speeches the reaction from people And, I mean, we all knew that he was really loved back home. But being there, seeing that and experiencing had a profound effect on me uh, during that period. Um, I've also covered um, the funeral of the late Kofi Annan. Mm. Uh, I've covered the part of uh, the Egyptian revolution. Um, So it's been a number of stories I've covered over the years. Um, all different stories, all different endings. But um, I was just humbled and privileged to have been there to record such moments in history Mm, Um, mm. and really grateful to China Global Television Network, which is part of China Media Group, for giving me that platform to be able to tell these stories um, through a totally different perspective. Um, One of the things that I really appreciate about uh, China Media Group is that we have this platform where we're able to tell stories through an African perspective, an African lens, Mm -hmm. uh, giving another side of the story. So um, that wakes me up every single day. Uh, Having learned about 
your assignment to come and cover a BRICS summit, what first came into your mind? What were you looking forward to? Well, a number of things, really, because for me, this was a big deal. For months leading up to this particular conference, we've known that quite a number of countries had applied to join the BRICS. We've also known that there's been this huge debate about decoupling uh, the dollar from global trade by a number of countries who are not really happy with uh, the way the global financial system has been run for the last few decades. Mm. So this was always going to be a huge deal. We knew that a lot of countries were going to pay attention to what was happening here. But also um, the fact that you look at the BRICS membership at the moment, you look at who's involved, the members. You've got South Africa, okay, a giant in Africa. Uh, you've got China a global giant by all means. You've got Brazil, another giant. You've got India, okay, another giant. And then you've got Russia as well. Mm. So five big developing countries who have a say in uh, global governance as well and all other issues to do with trade and uh, investment. So this was a huge deal. And uh, we had to prepare adequately because we have, uh, as China Media Group, of course, uh, you know that the Chinese president were also coming here, but also at the same time, this is an event being held in Africa, mm. in South Africa. Mm -hmm. It's not the first time that South Africa has, has uh, hosted this uh, breaks. This is the second time. Um, so, I mean, as an African, one of the things at the back of my mind, having been here and covered the first BRICS event, I knew that South Africa was apt to its game. Um, it was well organized the last time I was here, well coordinated. So we were not expecting anything short of that. So as a reporter, of course, in terms of uh, coordination organization, knowing what we already knew, that was already out of the way. We didn't have to worry about that. So our focus was basically on covering the event itself and what the outcomes would be. So it was something that we've been looking forward to. And our preparations began, I'd say, a couple of months ago because this is a huge, huge event, mm. uh, not just for uh, Africa, but I think for the whole world, especially uh, what those outcomes will be and what they will determine because they could have far-reaching implications in not just global governance, but investment and trade as well. Um, uh, working with such a big station, which does not only cover uh, stories in, in, in Kenya, but across the globe, what is the general feeling out there in, in our uh, viewers or the consumers of the news that we write out there? What is the general feeling about BRICS? What are the general views going around? Um, well, we know that uh, a number of countries have applied to join the BRICS. We know that a number of countries have also been invited to be part of this summit who are not members as yet. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, for many of the viewers, um, especially across Africa, let me focus more on Africa, especially across Africa, and you know what our colonial history has been. Mm -hmm. There's a huge um, anti-colonial sentiment, if I may put it like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's a lot of, there's a new generation that's come up that's really not happy with how things have been because they still believe that the former colonial uh, countries 
still have a huge hold on uh, their countries at this particular moment. Mm -hmm. And more are looking towards the African Union, looking towards the BRICS to see what comes out of that, how the benefits that come out of that can be shared. Now, one of the most important things for me about BRICS is uh, it's a partnership, mm -hmm. an equal partnership, so that all members are equal, uh, what you bring to the table and what is shared amongst all the partners. And that is a very attractive uh, part of the BRICS. And there's a lot of people who feel that we could be looking at a new global order with the BRICS. And that's why there's so much interest uh, in joining the BRICS. We know that there's been a lot of interest within Africa itself. We know there's been a lot of interest within the global south itself. And that's why I say that uh, depending on what the outcomes are, we're going to see it generate a lot of interest. Now, if we do get uh, a lot more members coming in, that will almost automatically change the global order in terms of you have now a group that is m perhaps the most powerful uh, block, economic block globally, mm. okay, that will also have a sway on how uh, things are done because a lot of people who have been agitating for a new way uh, really say that, look, especially if you look at the current global financial system, which has been dominated uh, by the United States through the use of the dollar as a global currency, they say that the U.S. has leveraged on that to push its way through and has been unfair in so many aspects. Uh, we had from the Russian president yesterday talking about uh, discussing that the leaders would also discuss the use of local currency in their business, in their trade. This is to get away from the dollar, decoupling from the dollar itself. We have, we've had uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa talking about um, that we're going to discuss last night about expanding grip, uh, BRICS to more members. Now, all these members would ostensibly have a say in how they want to be governed because a lot of people are not satisfied with the current global order. Apart from the two burning issues that we have already discussed, the expansion and the use of local currency, what is the general view in the newsroom? What are journalists looking forward to? What are some of the key issues that they want our leaders to discuss? Well, uh, there's a number of issues, really. Um, first, you've got climate change which is devastating a lot of countries on the African continent at this particular moment. Um, they would like to see uh, a, a, lot, a lot more on that particular aspect. Mm -hmm. uh, another is food security. Mm -hmm. We know that, especially within the African continent, um, we have a huge problem with food security, partly also related to climate change, but all the, also other factors as well, mm -hmm. good governance and so on. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, you also have security. Uh, we still have uh, an issue with uh, coups. Uh, we still have an issue with uh, some countries that are currently experiencing civil wars. And there's a feeling that uh, they would like to see BRICS come up with uh, a model that would be beneficial to all the countries, not just the members, but all those aspiring members as well and other countries within the African continent as well. Now, those three, food security, um, 
political security and, of course, climate change, which is a big, big, big one. Already we know that a number of countries um, are looking into uh, new ways of uh, First of all, trying to ensure that they're food secure. There's also water security, which is a huge, huge problem, especially uh, in many parts across this continent. So those are issues that a lot of people would like. But let's also not forget uh, trade and investment, because directly linked to trade and investment, I know uh, most people would immediately talk about economic growth, which, yes, uh, is true. But we've got a huge, huge uh, youth uh, population in this continent and jobs, job scarcity, employment is another problem. So there's a feeling that if we can get this right this time around, we may begin to see actually new op employment opportunities uh, in various spheres of our economies. We're talking about the digital world, for example, within climate change and so on and so forth. So some of, those are some of the issues that a lot of people here are hoping uh, to see uh, more information from the leaders. And on a lighter note, whenever I travel outside the borders of South Africa, I try by all means to get to experience the people and the culture right. of, of the, uh, the country that I go to. I was in Kenya a, a couple of weeks ago and I got to taste Nyamachoma. Right. <laughs> You've just made me feel hungry all of a sudden. So, yeah. uh, having been in South Africa for the past few days... What has been um, the highlight? What have you tried? What have you experienced? Well, um, let me just say on the offset that first, it's not my first time here. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons that I love coming to your country is because, number one, you people are very colorful, right? Mm -hmm. You're very welcoming. And I love your culture, which is something that a lot of my colleagues have said over the last couple of days as well. Your culture is a driving force that seems to uh, bring a lot of people here because we want to experience that culture. The, the thing about Africa is we've got a lot of different cultures, right? And um, if you started from the first week of the year trying to experience one culture every week, you would not have completed them by the end of the year. Uh, now, you're in South Africa, you've got very many different cultures as well in here. And experiencing all of them is like um, going from jumping from one color to a different color to a different color. And uh, the best thing about your culture as well is some of those cultures are very, very old. You look at the Zulu. I mean, I think... I started learning about the Zulu through films when I was very, very young. Mm. I'm not going to reveal how young because that would tell my age. <laughs> but uh, when I was very young, I knew about Shaka uh, Zulu, for example. We uh -huh. were watching movies about that. So uh -huh. I started learning about your culture and cultures within Southern Africa when I was a very, in a very, very young age. And as I grew older, then I got to experience about uh, and learn about more of your cultures um, partly as a result of the education system in Kenya as well. So um, that's one of the things that drives me here. And I'd love to, uh, at some stage when my daughter's older enough, bring her here as well to experience your culture and experience your country because you guys have a really beautiful country. Um, and that's one of the reasons that we always want to come here and uh, share in... Uh, what, what is it you say? Is it your brain? Oh, I, I can't remember the name, but uh, shame on me. But yes, uh, 
your country is most appreciated out there. Trust me. Oh, thank you so much. We really love having you here. And um, it was good to put you on the spot, having you on the other side of the desk. I'm not used to being on this side. It's a bit <laughs> nerve-breaking. So. Thank you so much, Robert. And I wish you all the best in your work here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I do appreciate it. And I just want to say uh, also thank you to China Media Group for providing this platform for us journalists to be able to tell the African story. Thank you. You're welcome.